Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of the Inspire podcast. Thank you so much for listening this far. Today we're looking and talking about entrepreneurship. We've touched and spoke up, spoken about this topic previously, but we looked at it from the lens of the music industry. Today we're taking a completely different look and we're touching on a different field that has to do with skincare and believe it or not, artificial intelligence in the same time. We have here a young entrepreneur who's really making it into the world. She's getting out there, selling her service, selling her beautiful product, Atypical Cosmetics. That's the name of the business. It's a startup that started in 2019 that focuses on providing customizable and personalized skincare products based on each user's individual needs. I find that extremely fascinating and extremely interesting, the fact that it mixes both the skincare industry and AI in the same time. So let me introduce to you, everyone, Marwa Ibrahim, the founder herself. Marwa, welcome to the space. Thanks, Hussein. It's great to be here. Is that a good introduction? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for being here, Marwa. Uh, For those that don't know, Marwa is all the way in the UK, in Glasgow. Uh, I know her from university. And I think the last time I saw you, Marwa, I think you were approaching uh, the startup advisory in the university. And two years later, I look into your LinkedIn and here you are actually, you have a startup that's that's been there for an, a year now, has it been? Yeah, we've been in development for quite a while, but we only just launched. So I like to think of it that we're one month old. <laughs> one month old, okay. Um, one month old out in the real world. Can Can we tell people... And I want to be straight up with this and ask you, what is the story? So when people introduce you nowadays as the founder of Atypical Cosmetics, um, I think like three years from now, three years back, did you ever think that you'd be in a position where you'd have a startup in this field? Um, I was a product design student. That's what I studied for my undergrad. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I liked creating products, that I wanted to start a business. But no, back then I had no clue what that business would be about. And actually, Atypical was born out of my own struggles to find skincare that suited me. I became allergic to a few ingredients in my skincare products. I go to the doctor. She tells me to try and avoid four or five specific ingredients. And it seemed so simple. That that was all I needed. That was all I had to do. Just avoid these ingredients and I'll be fine. But then what I discovered was that I was going to the shops. I was reading ingredient lists and trying to find something without those five ingredients was Mm. almost impossible. It was so difficult. Um, And I just thought to myself, hey, this process could be a lot easier. Mm. So I just wrote it on a sticky note, put it up on my bedroom wall, and it kind of sat there for ages um, Mm. as I finished my degree and then started the master's. And that's when we met, actually. Um, I had been struggling with this for a few years, um, and it got to the point where I either decide to pursue this myself or I wait for someone else to do it and that made me uncomfortable so I just went for it but something about you sounds very entrepreneurial I mean not everyone wakes up and kind of like sees a problem obviously every every idea has to come up and come out because there's a problem you know you're trying to solve a problem but you saw the problem in yourself and your where you have you know your, your skin is sensitive is sensitive and what does it take for someone to think in an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial mindset where you tell yourself that I'm not going to look further for more products, I'll create it myself. I think when we talk about these stories, they're always very glamorized. You know, I woke up one day, I had an (laughs) idea and I just went for it because I'm a go-getter and that's just the type of person I am. But in reality, this took years, like from the time of me going to see a doctor, learning Mm. I'm allergic to these ingredients, 
to eventually starting the startup. That was three to four years. Wow. So it took a really long time. And you're right, it is difficult to do. But I don't know, at some point you just begin to weigh out all your different options. And for me, it was whether I wanted to pursue this, an idea that I was passionate about, but which was also kind of in my field since mm -hmm. I was a product designer. Mm -hmm. um, or do I completely abandon it and go do something else? And I just didn't want to let it go yet. Do you, do you, would you consider yourself succeeding so far? Oh, I think that's a really difficult question because, um, so we started in 2019. That's when I incorporated Atypical. And for the first pretty much year and a half, up until last September, 2020, what we've been doing was, you know, developing a product, trying to fundraise through small competitions, trying to get mm -hmm. grants. And mm -hmm. every one of those little tasks was like a job in and of itself. You know, when I started Atypical, I was someone who is getting better at pitching, at writing applications, at perfecting what our unique proposition was. Mm -hmm. um, and in that, I think, yeah, eventually you get better at it. The more you do it, there's a learning curve. Mm -hmm. But every few months, the job changes. And now that we've launched, I'm no longer a product designer or a researcher. I'm a marketer. <laughs> I, am, oh I need to learn to run ads because at the end of the day, it's just me trying to learn these things. So I think I'm succeeding at some parts of it um, and trying to learn more about the things I don't know about because, I mean, there's a lot I don't know yet. That's for sure. That's for sure for everyone. I think there's always something more to know. I want to ask you, because it seems like you're touching a lot of because a lot of people always say that, you know, to be an entrepreneur, you have to basically be a master of all trades, you know. What do you think, because you said you lear you've learned a lot of things along the way and that right now you're touching on ads as well. So what do you think it takes to actually be an entrepreneur, like to be someone up for that, up for the game, really? I, th I like how you say that it's a game because you're right. It is. It's a game. <laughs> and every few months, the rules change, you know, okay. you're, you're playing, but the rules are different now. And I think all you need to do is want to play, enjoy the journey and want to start. Maybe you don't want to be in this five, 10 years from now, and that's okay. But just if you want to start, then just start. I don't think a lot of prerequisites are required. That's exactly my point in every single conversation, every single episode almost, where basically, I, I don't, I'm not really sure why people think that there are prerequisites, where people think that there are um, requirements for certain things. Now, for you, to be honest, you've, your background is product design, but you weren't a skincare expert, were you? Like, or were you just a normal customer and then you found a problem and then you did your own research? No, I guess there, yeah, there was a step in between. And again, that feeds into the whole learning phase. I had to basically take a course in skincare formulation science, and that took up a, a time as well. And I had mm. to go out and work with experts in the field to make sure that we can take our products to market. So there are lots of steps involved. And that, that, that'll be true no matter what field you want to start a business in. I think as long as you're accepting of the fact that, you know, there will be steps, there will definitely be steps, lots of steps, lots of regulations, no matter what you do, then you'll be fine. 
I have a question regarding entrepreneurship as well. You know, a lot of people, uh, when, when I mean, not really. The thing is, when you're going to anything new, anything new, whether it's to study something new or, I don't know, start a society or university or, or do something big, uh, an idea, we always, or most of us always go through this, uh, you know, this voice inside, inside of our head that says, um, people will judge me, uh, people will put me down. What if people don't like this? What if people hate my product? Blah, 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 blah. Did you ever go through that? And if yes, how did you deal with it? Yeah, I went through that quite a bit. I think people who are close to you and who love you and who want you to succeed will obviously prefer that you go down a more traditional path because, you know, getting a job is more secure. That is probably a fact. Um, it is a fact. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is a fact. You know, most startups fail and going into this, you have to be aware of that. For me, what I did was... I didn't want to surround myself with a lot of negative energy to begin with. Um, mm. Lots of people telling you that you can't do something that's already difficult. That's it's not ideal. Mm. Uh, so what I did instead was try to surround myself with people who can support me. And mm. that's why I, you know, make an appointment, made an appointment to go see the university careers advisor who specializes in helping students start companies. And it helps surrounding yourself with mentors and advisors mm. and people who do this for a living it really helps and that's how I dealt with it another question at the start we spoke about you know I introduced you as the person that started this business atypical cosmetics that in- involves skincare and AI artificial intelligence you know when I was reading about the product or the business and the services it really shocked me the fact that artificial intelligence is actually into this because i was trying to find out why and how does it play a role up until i used your website and i tried to go through the the, the, the quiz kind of thing but how do you how not necessarily how is it incorporated but how did it even start in your head like how did you think ai is going to be in skincare well the key to this is where design thinking i guess comes in when you're when you identify a problem mm. you shouldn't immediately jump to a solution because there's a very crucial bit in the middle which is research you know and often design research when you're designing a product or creating something new be it a product or a service you have to go out and speak to people in order to identify what the problem really is and for me that took months so it was the first thing I did as soon as I incorporated Atypical we went out we had focus groups and surveys and interviews with hundreds of people trying to find out what the problem was because I knew I had the problem, but is it the same problem other people have? We had to find out. And what we saw was that people, a few different patterns emerged. People don't know what ingredients are good and what what's bad. They know that maybe that their skin is really dry, but they don't know how to fix it. And mm. from like different iterations of our product, because what we have now is definitely not what we started off with as an idea. Mm-hmm. That slowly changed over time and it evolved to give us this customization service that basically uses a lot of different data points that you put into it and uses that data to identify the best ingredients for your needs. What? Because you said the product that you have now is completely different from the product you started with. Yeah, we started with, oh, I think it was... Um, It was colored cosmetics. It was definitely makeup. And it was about trying to find a shade that suits you when it comes to foundations. I'm not sure how makeup savvy you are, but (laughs) foundations basically, you know, they match your skin tone. And it's really difficult for people to find things that match their skin tones. Mm. That's how it started out. I was pitching it at competitions. Um, 
And the people, they took makeup for granted. Um, they thought it, there wasn't a need for it. And mm. the feedback that I received, it, it's basically what spurred me to go and get more feedback from people, from potential customers. And slowly the idea just changed into mm. what we have now, which are customizable face oils. So I was doing some research about you and then I found this beautiful article where I think it's an article where you were speaking to graduates and the article said that you were speaking about how the cumulative effect of many small decisions can basically lead to a, to a bigger reality, something bigger than yourself, uh, where you truly believe that small tiny steps can lead to something huge. What in your life has been these small tiny steps? The whole point of that talk was to emphasize how even the tiniest, tiniest of decisions can make an impact later on. And to be honest, I feel like I'll probably miss some of them. They're probably too small to recall, mm. too inconsequential at the time, but eventually they added up. But it's the little things, I think, you know, choosing to study product design in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Um, noticing that I had this problem, wanting to change it, because I've had the problem for so long mm -hmm. going on to do a master's in management and design, bumping into the careers advisor, the entrepreneurship advisor at a career fair, like yeah. some of it is chance. And then the rest, you just have to make the most of the chances that you get. Is there a certain moment that you, if you were to remember looking back that you remember could be, could have been one of the main reasons you are here today? I remember it was, I was doing my master's and I was trying to decide whether I wanted to do this atypical full-time when I graduated or not. So mm -hmm. I was just doing a bit of research online and I came across this, this blog post by someone who had allergies. And do you know how in Reddit or these blog posts, sometimes people will talk, will have like a whole discussion in the comment section. And I was just browsing through. I saw this one comment by a lady whose daughter had allergies and she was allergic to trees, which is like crazy. Like trees, they're everywhere, Sometimes, you know? Yeah. And this family really struggled. So that mom, to deal with this, she approached a cosmetic company and asked them to create skincare products for her daughter, specifically for her daughter's allergies. And that company was charging the lady $500. And it just seemed so exploitative, like that, that the only way that woman was able to get her daughter's skincare she can use was to hire out a company who was charging her $500. Like, wow. That was crazy. Um, and I think that that might've been the first key thing that made me think, yeah, maybe this is something that I will do. And you are creating right now something that's a bit more affordable and more personalized. So definitely more affordable. We basically allow people to tell us what ingredients they don't want in mm. their products. And then we use our algorithms and our skin quiz to find out what they do want. We combine the best of both worlds, I guess. Okay. I want to shift this question to a different perspective. You know, a lot of people and a lot of uh, books talk about women entrepreneurship, where basically people say that's a bit harder for women to be in entrepreneurship, to make it in the world, to kind of like get out there and hustle, blah, 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 and which I don't believe in. But do you think since as an entrepreneur, as someone that's really stepping into the game, that's someone that's really putting yourself out there, do you think it has affected you in any way possible? For me personally, I try to, I try not to focus on that. I try not to think about it because mm. 
starting a business is tough enough. And if you're constantly telling yourself that you're being discriminated against, then it just makes your job a lot more difficult. If I asked this same question in a previous episode that was also about entrepreneurship, if you were to look back in your life and tell yourself that I owe uh, my energy, my inspiration, my motivation to a certain situation or a certain person, what or who would that be? Mm, I think it, you know, we come across so many people that inspire us in our journey. And I think it would be almost unfair for me to pinpoint one person and say it was them because everyone has an effect. Yeah. It is the accumulation of a lot of small things in our lives where we go through them and sometimes we don't really realize that they're adding to our lives. It's like, it's like a, it's a puzzle. Uh, but sometimes we take it for granted. We don't think they're there for a reason. Uh, but I also believe that the moment you start to get into this, as you said, trying to push the negative negativity away from you, uh, all the positivity starts to surround you. And then that as a result kind of creates a ripple effect where you start to meet more people and more situ- situations and your more scenarios that kind of like add up to your overall goal, overall objective. I mean, the last, last question really I just want to ask you is if you were to advise people one thing, and since, as a, and again, this would be an entrepreneurship focus, what would you advise from what you've learned in this throughout this journey? Um, I would say just do it because at the end of the day, you can sit there and think about whether it'll work or whether it won't work or will I succeed or not. But the truth is, you'll never know unless you actually do it. And regardless of what happens later on, at least you tried. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> No, great. Amazing. Because the last time I also asked someone, I was like, what would you advise people um, for them to start in, in public speaking? And, and he said, start. That was his answer. Just literally start. Um, and I think so many people really, really make it sound as if it's way harder than it is. But the simple truth is that you have to start. So this is really short, a short and sweet interview with you, uh, Marwa, for me. I just wanted to ask you these questions. I wanted people to get insight, um, an idea about what it takes to start a business, how you started the business, and sometimes how a simple idea uh, from, from whether it's your course, your background, uh, your life, your circumstances, whatever it is really, can sometimes turn out to be something phenomenal, something that's going to change the lives of, of millions of people. But it's only a matter of time to see that, and it only starts when you start, I guess. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for this. All right, guys. Thank you for listening.